Sumit Sumitvidas. So he is a UX designer by profession, but passionate about animation and storytelling. Sumit is currently working as a visual designer at Tata Consultancy Services, Mumbai. He his key areas of interest are filmmaking, visual storytelling, experimental animation techniques, and ethnic crafts. Few films that he has done. Uh, that include Who Ate My Apple 2019, Ek Cup Cha 2019, Ankahi 2018, and After Run 2017. He has done his Master of Design from Department of Design IIT Hyderabad with a specialization in visual designing. The talk he is going to present touches upon the process of making of the animation short film Ek Cup Cha, One Cup of Tea, from the point of view of design, filmmaking, and a personal take on experience of working with experimental media. It will also highlight the to-dos for aspiring students, filmmakers who are about to venture into the world of film festivals, national and international. Some highlights about Ekap Chaha is it has received 20 nominations and has won 14 awards in the student animation category for best animation, best direction, and best editing. Some key awards being Ram Mohan Weaver's Choice Award and a special mention jury award at Anifest organized by the Animation Society of India. Recently, Ekap Cha was also acknowledged by TCS on their worldwide official communication channel. Thanks, Sumit, for accepting our invitation and sharing your design story with all of us. Now it's over to you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the sweet uh, introduction. Uh, hi, all. Uh, my name is Sumit. And uh, like you can see on the screen, my today's uh, topic of the talk would be storytelling and experimental animation. Behind the scenes, I'll be using my reference as a film, Ekap Chaha, which I have. Uh, Made. Uh, quickly going through uh, the structure of the film. So today, uh, sorry, structure of the talk. Today's talk is structured like the it, it's structured in four parts. First half would be more focused towards the thinking part of it, which is uh, the storytelling, the art of storytelling, and few um, few tips here and there about that. Then we'll uh, then we'll have uh, quickly have the screening of the film. It's a three-minute film, short film, so. We'll have the screening and then we'll move on to the second half where I would uh, talk a little bit about the animation techniques, uh, the filmmaking process, which is overall the execution part of it. And uh, towards the end, we'll quickly have a QA uh, if there are any questions. One thing I would like to focus on is uh, the entire talk would be more focused uh, from a student filmmaking point of view uh, because um, that's the kind of experience that I have. Um, I have not yet delved into the commercial cinema. So uh, anything and everything that I say is heavily um, from the perspective of student film. So I'll move ahead to the first half, which is uh, storytelling. And uh, the, as you can see in the image, there are two people who have uh, some thoughts. One is jumbled, one is organized. So what exactly happens in storytelling? So storytelling is all about the inception point of storytelling becomes thoughts. So when I think of thoughts, there is a quote that comes to my mind. And it's from a favorite person. The quote says, where does a thought go when it is forgotten? By Sigmund Freud. And where does a thought go when it's forgotten? It's by Sigmund Freud. And the answer is, I don't know. Uh, honestly, this is one quote which uh, tells me the importance of thoughts and uh, the reason why it is important to conserve every thought that you get in your mind and process them and respect them. Because if I don't know where, what happens to a thought when it is forgotten, but I definitely do know that thoughts lead to ideas and ideas lead to stories and stories eventually manifest into reality for creating meaningful experiences. And that is exactly what is the goal of storytelling, right? I mean, to 
to make somebody feel and realize something that you have thought of something that you have experienced uh, and 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 translate the same experience to a larger audience and make them feel the same so that's also one of the main goals of storytelling so when did when did it all begin like what's uh, so once upon a time so this is a picture of uh, one of the primitive cave paintings so it can be dated that storytelling actually was originated back then uh, probably one of the few initial mediums where people used to uh, people used to paint on the caves and uh, translate their hunting stories and uh, propagate knowledge through that and uh, over a period of time the, the purpose of storytelling has changed a lot i mean right from Uh, passing on uh, cultural values passing on traditions passing on knowledge to what have we come today we are here at a short story format which is a 10 second format in the digital space wherein it's, it's a quick very um, fast moving pace and literally we we are talking in terms of seconds of storytelling so uh, is there something that has changed over a period of time like when the time is warped the time is contracted has it affected anything or what is it that makes stories unique and what is it that makes stories stand out so the fundamentals for some story to stand out or what makes the story great story they remain the same so um, i have referred so there are a lot of fundamentals lot of people have there is a, a lot of literature behind this so uh, but when i was studying i uh, i came across this one um, framework when pixar introduced some 22 random things that uh, can make a story a great story out of which i think i i could focus on six rules uh, which uh, are important uh, uh, for making the story a great story so the first one is great stories are universal it it simply means that most of the stories end up being great which end up being great are about the typical normal things that humans experience in their life which is birth growth emotionality aspiration conflict death so these are like very generic things and great stories are actually about these things second is great, great stories have a clear structure and a purpose so when we talk about structure so this is a sample that uh, can be used as a structure which says um, once upon a time there was a dash every day something used to happen dash one day something unique happened because of which some sequence of events got triggered until finally the climax so this is one sequence one kind of a structure that pixar has given along with this there are many other kind of structures that uh, are established uh, great people like um, joseph campbell's hero's journey which is a monomyth uh, that is also a reference structure which can come up in a storytelling format and great stories also have a purpose so three questions that you need to ask yourself uh, before you choose a story is why must you tell the story what is the intent what is the purpose behind uh, this story that particular story that you have chosen uh, what is the belief burning within you that the story uh, your story feeds off like what do you really believe in the story which will really make the story great and of course what is the larger purpose or whatever you are trying to say i mean uh, does it really have something that has got to uh, be told to a larger mass and it has a purpose that can serve Uh, betterment to the society or anything any any message that you want to give across third thing is good stories have a character to root for an underdog so typically most of the stories that become famous have a central character who rises from ashes like a phoenix so who is who is um who is somebody who struggles a lot so pixar explains that you know we as audience admire a character for trying more more than ever for their success so it's a, it's more about the journey than the actual destination uh, for the main character 
fourth thing is great stories appeal to our deepest emotions we as humans are governed by emotions i mean everybody would agree to that right so happiness surprise anger disgust fear sadness very basic emotions that we as humans have and uh, great stories often emphasize on these emotions and they uh, make advantage of they take advantage of these emotions to make make their plot and the structure and the characters that they have uh, a very great example is one of pixar's own uh, films which is inside out which actually personifies all these uh, feelings if you can check it out it's amazing that, that film an animation film so the fifth thing is great stories are surprising and unexpected so um, anything that challenges the typical norms the way people think normally uh, is is generally um, is generally taken into um, it, it may or may not be supported but most of the times people like something which is off beat something which is uncommon because it it makes them challenge their own perception and think so uh, that's about that's that's like those are like five uh, things five uh, points five or six actually but uh, five points which will uh, Uh, sort of make your inventory full for uh, before you start writing for a story um but we are we are talking about students right here so what happens when even if you know the structure even if you know joseph campbell's uh, hero's journey um what typically happens for students is this so they start and then there is a huge lot of randomness and uh, they get lost because because of simple things that it's it's quite difficult at that uh, in that phase to understand and actually replicate and model the structure and create everything according to that because most of the creative process that happens at the age when you are student or at the time when you are student filmmaking uh, it's very random like the ideas keep coming in in spurts and there is no chronology to them so um it it, it doesn't make it in fact takes a lot of logical effort to get things into order and um, to add to that there is a lot of distraction around you so eventually what happens is deadlines other course assignments and creative block so this is something where you end up getting a little demoralizing even before you start writing your own story the story that you want to tell it to other people or make it into a film so here the entire process that we are talking about is a story writing for the purpose of making films so we have like deadlines that come up we have other course assignments course work and assignments and we also have certain sometimes we may also get into creative block so how to deal with that so there are certain things that uh, when i started uh, experimenting and researching a lot for story writing and especially during my course at uh, iit hyderabad which was called as moving images and ekap uh, chaha was an outcome of um, a course work that i did during uh, the same course work moving images so ekapcha was a assignment for uh, the course and um, during that time i tried a lot of things i failed doing a lot of things and uh, i also faced all these frustrations and blocks and everything and uh, perpetually i would be late uh, giving giving away my deadlines and uh, not being able to do things on time and stuff like that so but i i just listed down certain things that i also did at that time uh, which uh, helped me to uh, eventually funnel down all the possible options of the story and uh, come to one uh, story which i thought was promising so first is this is probably one of the most important things that i did was uh, reflection uh, it it also in, uh, includes um, uh, many things like introspection like uh, you you can introspect within yourself you can try to get deeper within you um, may sound a little uh, over the board or on a spiritual level but sometimes meditation and things like these really help when when you want to dig through your past and find out 
uh, those meaningful life changing experiences because every individual has a unique life right so uh, whatever they experience is very unique to them and it holds great potential for those feelings and those experiences to become into meaningful um, uh, narratives ahead so you could also retrospect and think what think about all the things that have happened in your recent uh, past next thing that you could do is uh, an extensive literature review and by literature review i mean is look for uh, references read a lot the reading really helps because uh, when you try to read you are actually going through the thought process of various authors which are there you are actually say, uh, sitting in their shoes trying to understand what is their writing pattern what is their narrative pattern and trying to understand many things as opposed to being biased by just your own style so it just deprives the whole ideation process and the design process that we really talk about right those the it it aids the ideation process when you do literature review it, it sort of busts a lot of myths it opens up a lot of doors so you can also like um, read a lot of articles and uh, research scholarly articles written by uh, like really good people out there who have done like immense work in this domain one more thing that you can definitely do is um, a visual survey and by visual survey i mean is what what is mean simple languages watch as many films as possible and uh, whereas the second part of this is more important which is write down the things that you liked and disliked about them in depth like pick up every point that you noticed about the film and um, every uh, um, every every nuance of the film whether it is a scene it is a shot it is song music anything that you felt was odd uh, but write it to the depth because when you try to do that what you will end up doing is you will end up analyzing a lot of things that you you will otherwise miss it when you are watching the film as an audience because the when you are watching the film as an audience right you you are in a different immersive mode and uh, when you are watching the film as a filmmaker you are looking at the film as an object of art and you are actually trying trying to break it into its very own constituents and understand how all these constituents are linked together and they function together so um, this is probably one of the most initial uh, scripts that i had written for ekapcha uh, so i uh, like i said right back then i was i probably did not know how to apply frameworks of different narrative styles and storytelling uh, what i did was a very crude attempt of just writing whatever comes to my mind so after like writing like say seven to eight different kinds of narratives and getting frustrated and getting like overwhelmed saying that oh my god i'm not able to write anything else so uh, one day i was just thinking that okay let's just go to our mentor and talk to him about the blog that i'm having and uh, that is exactly when he he he, he mentioned this one thing which which stuck to my head which is like uh, which i which i just mentioned two minutes back also but just to reiterate the fact that every individual um has very unique uh, experiences that they have right? i mean every every person faces certain events of life which are life altering and uh, which leave a mark on them and and they also shape the way they think with the the way they grow and they also the way they also interact with other people around them so um it, it was one point night i was having a phone conversation with a very close friend of mine and uh, i stumbled upon this one memory that i had and i tried uh, to sit with it and extrapolate it and uh, the reason i have uh, titled this slide as immersive writing is because uh, at that point when i was sitting for writing the story or the script because i i i don't know if i i should call it the story or the script because ek cup cha was eventually a conversation just a conversation so i have just put a story slash script there so um so that night when i started writing this entire script i did not 
have any inhibitions with respect to okay this is the kind of structure that i want to put it in this is the kind of uh, time frame that i'm looking at and this is the kind of um, uh, characters that i'm looking at no i just try to remember what was happening and i just try to remember the sequence of events and uh, i went on and on writing so i um, so that's why immersive because um, I, i was trying to get into the entire mood of the whole uh, event that had happened and um, because i think at that time i did not really think a lot about uh, what the language the film would be or the narrative would be so i just wrote it in hindi if you see the uh, it's, it's, it's english but in hindi trans uh, translation so um so i just wrote it i just wrote an entire two three or four five pages of uh, conversation that i had and uh, after this i went on ahead with what the entire narrative was or what uh, what the whole uh, story was supposed to be so it was a, it was supposed to be a subset of this entire part so this is one tool that maybe most of the students uh, who are trying to venture into film making they can actually sort of you know take make use of wherein um, you're not just restricting to the topic that you are thinking but you are also writing some extra things along with it and uh, when you are done with it when you are satisfied with the piece of uh, uh, writing that you have done you come back to the piece and then you read it again and then you take the knife and cut the extra parts and edit it and just bring it boil it down to that one small crux of the story that you really want to take ahead into your uh, pre production and production and so and so on and so forth. so we can uh, we'll now quickly go for the screening so can we can now see the film so it's just a 3 minute film so i will be screening the film right now and uh, we can watch the entire film and come back to the second half uh, of the uh, talk oh अरे रैक भांडत उठलंय की नाही बघते ताईने रिपोर्ट सांगले का जाणार होते ना ते हॉस्पिटलला हो आणले ना एक गोष्ट विचार तुला हा बोल चहाला चव कशा नाही चहा पत्तीने चहा बनवल्यानंतर पत्तीच काय करत काय करतात चहा सारखाच असतो एका वेळा त्यातल्या या पत्तीला त्यापासून वेगळं व्हावंच लागतं 
that was the short film ek cup chaah uh, that uh, i made when i was in college uh, so having said that now we can uh, go ahead for the second part of the talk which is uh, which talks more about the experimental animation of the animation techniques that i have used and uh, the the filmmaking process that i have uh, done for this entire film so just one slide one or two slides about uh, experimental animation because uh, uh, it's not exact ekap cha is not exactly completely experimental animation in the in the strictest sense because uh, what you are seeing right now on the screen is a glimpse of the entire plethora of what uh, experimental animation can achieve i mean it's, it's one of the most versatile things and uh, one of the most versatile techniques and one of the most um, what do you say uh, expressive uh, techniques for uh, animation and modern too like modern, it, it, it's come it's come quite uh, as a i think it, it finds its roots in the dada mo movement wherein uh, you know, artists try to rebel against the conventional form of art art appreciation and they try to experiment with everything uh, which was unconventional and trying to create something which is not uh, literally based on the Uh, linear narrative style which conventional uh, storytelling demands so there are certain characteristics of experimental animation like uh, uh, abstraction like most of the experimental animation is uh, typically abstract in nature it is it's, it's more of patterns and uh, more of morphing and uh, a very psychedelic kind of an animation uh, and it, it is open to uh, it's uh, second thing is it so it's non it's it has specific non continuity which means that it's not linear there is no uh, sequence of logical uh, events that happen in this kind of a uh, experimentative style and it is also interpretative as in uh, it's open to interpretation it's more of artistic in nature i mean it's um, there are there are great people in the history who are who are known for their uh, attempts at experimental animation norman mcclaren being the one uh, great uh, experimental animator and uh, caroline leaf also these are all uh, national board of canada national film board of canada filmmakers and uh, they have delved and they have tried to uh, explore this entire realm of experimental animation and they have tried like n number of different different treatments so uh, by the one most important thing about experimental animation is the kind of materials that are used in experimental Uh, there is uh, a variety of it and um, there's a beauty in every material and experimental animation actually tries to harness the potential of every material and its abilities its uh, various um, uh, visual characteristics like shape form color texture uh, all these things uh, uh, it tries to make use of these things to, to build sort of a non linear but you could say that some people might interpret it as a narrative um it it is also a collage of multiple it could also be a collage of multiple styles and um one one more thing that is typically present in experimental animation is the presence of artist so artist makes himself evident in uh, the films that he is trying to make through the experimental animation and uh, last but not the least uh, the emphasis of musicality Uh, most of the experimental animation films that have been done are um, void of void of dialogue and they are heavily based on music music as uh, uh, the building block of their narrative uh, auditory narrative so these are certain can characteristics of uh, experimental animation um, so ekap cha is not really completely experimental in that in, in the strictest sense but what what i uh, did was i i tried to inherit some 
some of the um, aspects of ex uh, experimental animation such as abstraction uh, interpretative form evolution of materiality and uh, also musicality uh, multiple styles was on the plate but over a period of time uh, i think there were some design decisions that were taken and we did not go ahead with mixing and matching of styles which is why i have not indicated it here that i have adopted that uh, particular characteristic in ekpacha but uh, out of like the seven odd characteristics here are uh, around four of them were sort of adapted in uh, uh, the whole process of ek the whole design process of ekpacha uh, as a film so the the image that you see here is is one of those initial explorations wherein i was playing around with uh, uh, with different powder elements to create the animation and uh, well i'll come back to that later when we talk about the people so going ahead so here is one still it's up from the film ikkapcha it's an animated short film and with uh, the medium that it utilizes steel powder on backlit glass and the technique is stop motion powder animation and uh, which is also a sort of experimental animation since it involves uh, usage of materials that are uh, not conventionally used for animation like traditional animation like hand drawn or computer graphic animation infographics 3d animation etc so uh, typically i would be talking about uh, the different stages in which the film was made so the first stage being the developmental stage and the pre production stage and typically like everyone would know that uh, there are these um, few steps that you are you are supposed to do in the development or pre production which is story script storyboarding character design character motion treatment and uh, so sound design is something that is generally in the in the traditional film making it 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 is done during the post production not as a pre production but uh, for ikkapcha i took up sound design as a, a part of the pre production and i'll i'll come back to it uh, later when in the slides which are coming ahead um yeah so this is the um, a first draft of the storyboard uh, that i had done for the ikkapcha um generally uh, there are different ways in which people do students are taught to um, make the storyboard one of which being drawing blocks on paper but uh, i chose to actually um, cut those pieces and make like uh, uh, small small cue cards and make the entire story on on top of them because it just helps me to rearrange in case i want to change the sequence of events or omit a scene so i don't have to erase or cancel out and make the entire storyboard shabby so um uh, i like it modular so i i try to uh, make the entire storyboard into these small small placards and uh, sorry small small cue cards and placed them on the wall and uh, well the 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 story is not exactly the one that happens here in the storyboard because this was one of the initial drafts later on as time went i did a lot of impro improvisations i removed some scenes i added more scenes and uh, this storyboard was then completed at the later stage but unfortunately i don't have a image of the entire storyboard because uh, someone back there so uh, threw away some papers in college so i i lost all these papers that uh, i had anyway uh, then i moved to the character development uh, so one thing that was uh, extremely uh, difficult for me is to start animation because i'm not an, i'm not from art background or i'm not i'm not that skilled in drawing um so it was a challenge to keep the uh, keep the characters very um, minimal so that i am able to move make them move understand the motion and the dynamics of their body 
so uh, one uh, direct uh, um, feedback or one direct suggest suggestion sorry suggestion given by the mentor was that um, so maybe try to keep the characters very easy because uh, you're not uh, familiar with or you're not familiar with animation as well so before before making ekapcha uh, i had a certain uh, experience of animating but not uh, illustrating and animating Uh, I was into a part uh, wherein uh, a group uh, animation film called Anjahi, in which I did majorly I did uh, the direction part of it and sound design and sound editing part of it. But uh, this was the first time I was actually venturing into illustrative animation and character design and the exact uh, uh, the art behind uh, uh, the animation. So um, it was overwhelming and it was also quite challenging for me to decide what should be the look and feel of the character and. Uh, um so i tried to have a lot of um, simple smiley faces which i can uh, draw and animate because by this when i was trying to make the character i had no clue about the kind of treatment that i am going to use so when when i made these sketches i was um, i was only just drawing and experimenting with the shapes and styles forms of different characters um and uh, just trying to get a hang of what the motion would be or how the expressions would be Uh, what would be the profiling of the character and uh, stuff like that so second character was uh, first character was called pappu and in the film and the second character was called uh, papa so i uh, like you can see right the drawing quality is not that great i'm not really very good at drawing or uh, anatomy or uh, the, the strictest uh, form of illustration so i needed something which is simple which is easy to bend move more on uh, the uh, in whatever that i'm trying to do so i tried uh, making this simple paper uh, gif set to understand the motion and then i moved on to the digital medium and tried to understand uh, how the character looks uh, in the digital brush stroke and uh, whether it is actually giving the same look and feel as what the pencil strokes are giving and um, all those things then uh, comes the part wherein uh, we were uh, my, uh, me and my mentor were discussing about what should be the treatment uh, whether it should be a hand drawn animation whether it should be um, 2d 3d animation or what what should be the so i was hell bent on this kind of a water watercolor treatment back then i remember having this conversation with him saying that um, um, no i want to do this i want to make these uh, drawings colorful and this uh, use these uh, these kind of uh, characters that you are seeing on the screen right now so um, one direct feedback uh, was and which was one of the most important feedbacks that i have uh, received during the design process was that uh, um, uh, watercolor treatment uh, does not really and, and specifically watercolor plus colorful treatment like multiple hues in the watercolor domain Uh, will not justify the kind of mood that my story demands so you've seen the film right now you, you uh, i hope you've tried to understand uh, or or the film was able to communicate what it, uh, what the mood was so uh, the the whole point of doing the film in watercolor and making it colorful would probably defy or make the impact less uh, in terms of the mood and the overall um, immersion uh, on the emotional level for the film so uh, which is why my mentor suggested to me that no i should try something which is a little more monotone and uh, uh, on the other side of course the more the colors the more uh, difficult it is for the animation process to happen like everybody who, whoever does animation would definitely understand that coloring every frame is a task and uh, it is time consuming so uh, he suggested that i should go for something which is a little monochrome and uh, sepia or something so uh, next thing that he suggested uh, 
Okay. I also in between. So this is where the uh, mixed uh, medium uh, comes into picture, right? The, one of the characteristics of the experimental animation, which was uh, uh, different different types of treatments merging together like a collage. So uh, when I was exploring the treatments after watercolor, I also experimented with live action footages. So you can see here. Uh, these are some photographs of the scene we had gone for Reiki. We took some shots uh, of the X-ray and uh, some other some other random shots of the house. And the whole idea was to morph this uh, real world into the animated world and create some sort of a uh, mixture on that. But uh, and and that's also one one photo of, of one of our professors who was generous enough for, to let me come to their house in the campus and uh, do the shoot. And uh, that's my friend Dixit. He also helped me in uh, taking the entire shoot, uh, the live action shoots which we shot there. So, uh, but somehow over a period of time, it it just didn't feel um, as what I had imagined it to be like. So uh, eventually, I dropped this idea of merging li live action and uh, powder and uh, li live action and any any other sort of animation that uh, uh, I was supposed to take. So. Um, I stumbled upon these two films, uh, which uh, uh, which came, which which used the powder animation technique, for powder stop motion animation technique for their animation. Uh, the Owl Who Married a Goose, it's a film by Caroline Leaf, and uh, Chai Break, it's a film uh, from NID students. Uh, the, both these films are available on YouTube. If you want, you can just search by the name and uh, have a look at them. Brilliant films, they are uh, exceptionally done. Uh, after watching this this uh, these films, I sort of tried, I sort of understood. Uh, from where the whole uh, monochromatic thing and the sepia look and everything came uh, into into my mentor's mind because it sort of gave that kind of a feel which was uh, more suitable towards what this kind of story Ekapcha uh, holds. So uh, I decided that yes, this is the kind of the treatment that I want to go ahead with. Because then I chose the powder uh, treatment and uh, um, I actually wanted to do it with sand, but uh, I could not find sand on the campus of IIT Hyderabad. So if you know, IIT Hyderabad is a barren land of red soil. So it's very difficult to find sand there. So um, I was in a way sort of um, compelled to think what are the other ways in which I can still achieve powder animation. So I tried using sawdust. I tried using some, uh, some, some red soil also, some loose red soil, fine red soil. But it was not giving that kind of, I was not able to morph or move anything on the light box and create a, uh, sequence of uh, uh, frames to achieve a motion. So eventually, I I went back to the story and I thought I thought why not the film is about uh, tea. Why not use the tea powder to make the uh, powder animation itself? It will also add like an added layer of meaning to the entire uh, uh, entire film in general. So the film is about tea. It's a metaphorical approach or a euphemistic metaphorical approach towards. Um, life using the tea process of tea making and it is uh, also made using the tea powder so uh, it all then suddenly started falling into the place right i mean um, then I, I i sort of intu intuitively started to understand that okay things are just started to getting uh, start falling in the right place so i yeah. went ahead with the uh, tea powder treatment and I then finally illustrated my uh, characters on the light box uh, so this is the final character of Papu. So uh, it's illustrated using the tea powder on the uh, on the on the uh, light box, and uh, this is the character of Papa, who is uh, sort of brushing Papu's hair right now. So and um, so 
few challenges while uh, making these entire artworks was that understanding the whole concept of depth into the uh, depth and perspective in the uh, in the kind of environment that i'm trying to create here right um it's very challenging because i the primary constraint being the skill level that i had while illustrating these uh, um these characters uh, um, i had to stick to so the most easiest possible uh, uh, visualizations of the of the house of the rooms of the place where uh, these characters are sitting and uh, uh, and not 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 multiply on the details that i want to show because the more number of elements present on the screen the more uh, uh, efforts in animating every single element and uh, uh, i think over a period of time i realized that it was not needed at all uh, the film was supposed to be Uh, simply a, 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 a conversation between two people, and um, anything more than that would have deviated uh, the film from its uh, spine, which was the which was the conversation. And I really wanted the focus to be on that thing. So I decided that let's not go into very um, uh, very illustrative, very detailed environments in this uh, this kind of a setup. And I'm just going to use like very simple simple drawings. and uh, try using simple movements and uh, create the entire scenes one after the other so moving on to the next thing which is the uh, sound design part of it the uh, this was also one of the most interesting things because as i said i did the sound design before in the pre production and i got the entire conversation recorded and then i counted the frames for the conversation like every sentence every dialogue how much duration is being spent and uh, i counted the frames frame rate was uh, 12 fps my stop motion was on twos so i had to illustrate 12 different frames for uh, illustrating one second of animation and uh, every frame was repeated twice so 24 fps which is the normal uh, frame rate so uh, on that calculation i could figure out okay if i have a dialogue then there is what is the amount of time that is spent uh, to say this one particular word in this dialogue and uh, that on that time i then divided uh, and i got the frame count and uh, after i got the frame count then i uh, then i actually made all these uh, dubbing movements and uh, all those things uh, for animating the characters so um, i'll just play so um, just for the record both the uh, both the voices that you have heard the voice of papu and papa both are mine Uh, so uh, they are all uh, pitch uh, varied in 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 the software adobe audition and i tried to uh, tweak the voice quality and match make it make the sound of papu a little uh, weaker and papa a little uh, hoarser uh, but the the bass voice is mine so i quickly quickly play the bass voice charge around kuthe so this is my bass voice which you are hearing right now when i'm speaking charge around kuthe this is the voice of papu that Uh, is one one pitch lower, and I tried one more variant to see if I can match a child's voice. Charge the one to put it. Yeah. So this was the second uh, uh, variant wherein the pitch was a little more sweet, uh, uh, thinner, uh, but it was it it eventually started sounding funnier. So I I think I went with the first uh, deviant only. Then moving on to the papa, the voice of papa. Charge the one to put it. So this was the first iteration. And this was the second iteration. So likewise, I actually tried not just two but multiple uh, uh, iterations of uh, uh, voice tone, tonality of the voice to understand what suits the character that I'm trying to do. 
and uh, these are like these are some rough cuts so up so i didn't really know what this thing is called back then but right, right now having read about it it is called a dope sheet in the formal language wherein you try to calculate the frames and uh, you try to understand what should be done for every uh, between every keyframe and how should you adjust the voice and palana palana so um, so this is this is one sentence that i wrote and i counted uh, the number of frames that are required for say say banav banav tujha to tujha pan exam aaye hoya so every every uh, word will say here banav takes seven frames banav takes next banav takes eight frames because of the tonal deviation so like that every the uh, i counted all the frames and then i just, and these these ellipses that you see here ellipse dash ellipse this is the shape of the mouth which uh, uh, which is a different shape for a e i o u which is which are the five vowels so uh, b n o v will have o o o as three uh, shapes and o is this one ellipse so that's how i figured out the dubbing dubbing the mouths of these uh, characters so uh, while they are talking while they are actually saying the sentence uh, for on the screen more examples of the same uh, uh, apologies for the shabby uh, image but back then i just didn't know what was the right way in which you are supposed to document this but uh, this these are some rough cuts or rough pages which i still have preserved uh, of, this, of the days when i was making the film so moving on to the production and the post production so this is the final the act of actual film making wherein i first took the it's, it's it's a stop motion film right so these are essentially all photographs which are composited one after another and timed using uh, a software and uh, a layer of music or, or a layer of audio is added on top of that to uh, composite the whole film as a unit so i captured the all the photographs and the photography design everything was done using a nikon d50 camera and i used 24 mm lens for it and uh, it was mounted on a 90 uh, horizontal uh, uh, tripod on the uh, on top of the light box the iso level was uh, 200 and shutter speed was 1 by 6 and aperture was 8 and uh, uh, i took i captured a lot of photos and when you are trying to make this kind of a stop motion animation um, it it's it's nice if you have a batch processing software something like adobe lightroom and uh, adobe photoshop to process these uh, all these bulk uh, frames at once so i might have illustrated somewhere around 4000 to 4500 frames of which uh, for the for, for the film around 2500 frames were finally used and rest of them were eliminated in the editing process or there were frames which were uh, uh, which which were error frames a lot of mistakes that happened during that time and i used adobe premiere pro to time those frames one after another and um, for the sound effects i used the youtube sound library which is a very good uh, resource for all the student filmmakers a free resource you can go on the youtube sound library and check for uh, uh, free clips that you can use in your uh, production and uh, other things other all the other dialogues and everything i used my iphone to record it the, the inbuilt voice recorder for that so uh, sumit uh, i just want to interrupt. uh so you have 5 minutes more for the presentation due to short of time and What then we will uh, take questions from the audience all right yeah. so i'll i'll quickly show one gif uh, of how the whole film was made yeah, so that's me illustrating on the light box so uh, so after the production you have some more things that you are supposed to do definitely uh, for the film which is design the promotional material so the film making process does not really end at uh, exact film uh, exact completion of the film 
but there's a lot that ha- has happens after the film is completed uh, its production stage which is you have to make the uh, posters for uh, different kind of promotional materials and uh, um instagram promotion so i did this uh, entire instagram promotions wherein i made these uh, uh, gifs and i uploaded on instagram stories to catch attention and then released the uh, film online for people so one thing to also remember is that when you finish the film the film is on shelf for one year that is most of the film festivals that uh, you will be um, sending the film for uh, they would lock up your film and uh, for for a year and after which they can you can release it for public public viewing so so just one quick slide about certain to do's uh, if you are a student filmmaker and you want to enter into the entire uh, film festival industry or sorry, film festival uh, scene so there are some seven eight things that you need to take care of uh, one is the date of completion of the film film screening footage typically um, uh, h264 mp4 1080p resolution these are widely accepted uh, formats in across various film national and international film festivals uh, most importantly student validity certificate um, film synopsis which is a small description of what the film is without revealing the entire plot then the director filmography biography photograph and if it's a team then some team photographs promotional materials like you see saw in the, uh, the earlier uh, slides and most importantly the financing part of it that, we, that most of the film festivals that you would be entering require some sort of a entry fee to it so who is going to pay for that so some key learnings that i have had in my entire uh, experience with ekap chai is that um, first and foremost rather than the grandeur of, of the concept completion of the film matters if you are a student and you are trying to make a film uh, secondly finances and budgeting should be given utmost importance because it all depends on how much money you have what is the kind of uh, how much you can stretch uh, on the treatments that you, that you can afford for the film and um, if you feel the story is worth it go for it and finish it anyhow because it's it eventually like it bears fruits and trust me it does um, and last and the least not the least not all film festivals are authentic so do your background check i have burnt my fingers uh, i have uh, lost a lot of money in film festivals that are actually scams so do your background checks and uh, then only enter and enter uh, into the film festival so that's about the talk and here are some things that uh, uh, some of my social media handles if you want to reach out to me and talk more about things um, that i've shared today uh, i am available on instagram twitter Uh, youtube and many other uh, social networking places my name is unique and if you can just uh, uh, type it and you will probably find my profile so yeah thank you thank you all for listening yeah yeah i'm done i think i'm done yeah yeah thank you sumit thank you very much it's a wonderful presentation and such a beautiful movie uh, you displayed today so uh, we have a couple of questions that were offline also and online also we we got so um, so i just want to, i'm curious to know that uh, you know when you work with the story script character design and all these things are part of story development but uh, when you work with such kind of sensitive piece like you know your personal story or some bits of your life journey so uh, what happens to the actual emotions and the feelings when you come to the you know end of your this whole uh, animation project or the story or movie making maybe um yeah it does um, 
can can you come come again i think i lost in between yeah so uh, actually when you do you know you work with your personal journeys like uh, the story script writing and then so much designing uh, design process happens in between like the design development and you know working with the character design so uh, what happens with the actual feeling and the emotion you have attached with that you know particular moment when you work with such kind of you know topics okay yeah good question i think uh, in, in 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 terms of uh, in terms of uh, am i audible yeah in terms yeah. of art i think it's called catharsis the whole process wherein um because it it because this particular experience of my life was uh, a little emotional and uh, heavy on on terms of emotions so when i was doing it doing the whole film i was going through every moment that happened during that time and um, uh, it just helped me process those moments and uh, um and i think i got a lot of clarity of why things happened and so basically the whole process actually made things a lot more clearer and i i, I started respecting time and valued more valued life more when i when i started uh, addressing all these emotions and uh, try put, pulling them into the design process and making something some tangible thing out of it and most importantly uh, it's not just me but uh, when the film was out a lot of people personally reached out to me and they they shared that uh, the film really touched them so people whom i don't know people uh, random people uh, uh, reached out to me and they said that um, the film was uh, some people did not even understand marathi but they were able to make sense of what was going on in the film and that was i think uh, a success point for me wherein um, i thought that okay if people are able to identify to the kind of emotions that i have had and i have tried to then maybe do justice with the film so um, that that that's about it so another uh, question is uh, when you work on such experimental piece so there is always scope of change and you know uh, there might, there might be you feel that you are lacking somewhere or these kind of thing so when you decide ki the movie has to be finished now or you know this is the this is finally ready piece that can go out in the public okay ट्रैक what exactly is the part that you need to focus on so you need to come back and understand and uh, so basically this, this is the feedback loop in the design process wherein you go back to the ideation phase you go back and you understand okay let me go back and understand which is the exact point of focus that i want to come in so that calibration helps you to bring your focus back and then put a hard stop on the ideation phase and go ahead and uh, put a full stop on the design process and say that okay let's just go ahead uh, with what we have done right uh so we have uh, one question from hitesh sharma so uh, this question is i am a freelancer artist i have seen in tight titling part there uh, there is lot of film festival icons visible so how to find film festival application how to apply is there any one platform available okay so there are multiple platforms actually but one of the most widely used platform is film freeway you can actually go to film freeway i'm not Uh, i'm not endorsing film freeway but it's one thing that i know uh, and i've been using so ikkap chawla was 
submitted to around say roughly 100 festivals uh, via film freeway which is why um, i also mentioned that one very important point that when you are trying to submit a film to the film festival or do your background check of the festivals thoroughly because there are a lot of scam festivals out there um, uh, which really they will take money from you and then the festival will never happen so i've burnt my fingers and uh, right now this is one one advice that i would like to give is if you are venturing into film festivals and all those things then uh, definitely do your research and uh, get uh, and there's ample data on the internet available as to which festivals are known which festivals are uh, renowned and which festivals are legit so do that kind of a background check and then only apply for those uh, festivals uh then one more question is there so this might be the last question uh, that siddhan uh, want to know that uh, in your presentation you uh, mentioned that you know uh, so he was saying uh, from a, this question is from a presentation that challenging conventions conflict with structure so would you like to hmm. yeah so um the convention part here does not really imply on the structure of the structure part of the story it's not about the skeleton or the way the story is told it is generally about the topics that are talked about in the narrative so it it uh, the the challenging conventions is more towards what is the crux of the matter like what is the matter which is, which forms the narrative not the way the narrative is uh, woven it could also sometimes mean the way the narrative is woven like for an instance um tarantino films have a very uh, particular uh, non linearity and concurrency in their narrative so uh, there is a reason why they are famous right it's, it it also challenges the conventional linearity and storytelling but um, it also has a structure even in that non linearity so that's the beauty part of it where you have to understand these nuances and uh, choose what is right for your kind of story so um i think i am of an opinion where the story is the precursor to what is the kind of narrative the treatment or the structure that you are uh, going to choose as opposed to the structure or treatment defining what the narrative should be thank you sumit for joining us today so and thank you thank you uh, I, i i would just like to thank uh, adi um ankanadi and um, everybody who have attended this talk it means a lot for me thank you and uh, do share the film with uh, your friends and family if you like it it's there available on the youtube on youtube and uh, if you want to reach out to me you can uh, i've shared my credentials you can just search my name anywhere you probably find only one profile with the same name go ahead ankana okay thank you thank you sumit for uh, giving your time and uh, for sharing your story your personal story as well as your design journey with all of us and you know clarifying questions of many students so we would like to have you here sometime again more with more stories more news stories and animations definitely thank you